a definition in the dictionary of sympathy is to live harmoniously with someone or something else. And empathy is the ability to understand and share feelings of another. These two are so similar and it took me a while to really figure out the difference between them. I took a class in college called Ethics in Society and I really love that class. But the professor explained the difference as this. Sympathy is something that you can understand because you've been there. You can relate to the feelings that another person has because you've experienced something similar or the same thing. Empathy, however, is sharing feelings, whatever they may be, with someone and you've never experienced what's caused those feelings. Empathy is one of my favorite attributes in people. It's something that I think, I genuinely believe is instilled in all of us. I think that it is something that's very difficult to practice at times, but like the last podcast from, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago with kindness, you get better at it the more that you practice it. And the last day or so has been very strange because I've had multiple people come up to me and ask me to explain my take on what's going on in the world right now, in the United States right now. One, being a patient, and it was a very weird situation, discussion to be a part of, but I went into a patient's room for some reason, and the patient had the news on, and it was a white person, and this this individual asked me, do you understand this whole Black Lives Matter movement? I don't, I don't get it. I, I think I was always taught, I was raised that all lives matter. And so I had a choice in this situation. I could blow the patient's question off. It was a genuine question from someone who was a stranger and someone who had a certain stance, but who was genuinely seeking an answer of understanding. And I am a white female. And I think that's why this person felt like they, they could ask because maybe I knew something that they didn't. And it would be uncomfortable to ask a person of color this question. And so I smiled and I decided this person asked a question and I believe that I was put in a situation to be the person to answer this question. And so 
I smiled at the patient and I said, I do understand it. And you're not wrong. All lives do matter. Every single life, whether you're what we consider a good person, what society considers a bad person, whether you are the president of the United States or you're the homeless man on the corner, your life matters. All lives matter. Yes, you are correct. So, but the purpose of this is that it's a reminder because black Americans want to remind the United States that their lives matter too. Their lives matter just as much. And it's a very uncomfortable topic for a lot of white Americans. And I think part of the reason why is that we fail to bring empathy to the table. We fail to take a moment and say, I don't know what you're feeling. I can't completely understand and wrap my head around because this is what I see from my shoes. This is what I see from growing up as a, a white woman in America with two parents who are still married, love each other, with many opportunities that I have been blessed with. I worked hard for the things that I, I have received, but the opportunities to receive them were given to me. Even if you, you look back, I even think the work ethic that I have is actually a blessing that was given to me. And we all have to work hard at different areas. But from my particular stance, I don't know what you are feeling and the fear that you're feeling, but you know what? I'm listening to your words. And if you feel fear, if you feel that emotion right now, that anger, your feelings are valid. Your feelings are worth being heard. I also wanted to spread the word to you that I opened up an Etsy shop that is full of acrylic paintings that I made. The name of the shop is Hope for Human Kindness. It's all one word. And there's actually a painting there that fits perfectly with this episode. So go check it out. And if you like the work, make sure you share with your friends and let them know about it too. One of the prayers that I have prayed going into work countless times, there's a song that has this in it. But I pray, God, please break my heart for the things that breaks your heart. And I think in order for us to harmoniously get along right now. There's a large group of people in this country that they don't feel heard. They don't feel like their life is important. 
they don't feel that that there is that we're all sitting at the same table with the exact same plate of food and realistically we don't all have the exact same opportunities in life we all are dealt a different hand so to speak but just because the homeless man on the corner his hand only allows him to eat one meal a day it doesn't mean that I can't bring him two more it doesn't mean that I wasn't blessed with the opportunity to have the money to provide not only food for myself for others that I shouldn't these people right now who are hurting these people right now who are afraid who are angry who are screaming at the top of their lungs that they just they want to sit at the same table and I think that it's very easy for us to go on the defensive side of things because for some reason by saying people have treated you poorly it throws us in that category or at least we feel that way but we shouldn't we should actually exercise empathy we should exercise that ability that is inside of us to say I'm not feeling what you're feeling but my heart breaks because yours is breaking Please allow me the opportunity to sit with you, to hold your hand, and to make your day just a little bit better. Because we do have that ability somehow in us. And whether that making this situation better for someone who is in pain, whether it be just an ear, whether it be the validity of saying, I see you, I hear you, I'm with you. Sometimes that's all that's needed. Or sometimes that's all we can offer and it, it makes such a big change. I talked several days ago on this podcast about being perfectly imperfect and how we all want to have value at the core of us. We we all want to feel that we are a valuable entity in this world to someone. And I could go into all the details with mortgages, with communities, with educational opportunities. And I, I will in a podcast, a mini series that I'm making. But the takeaway is, you don't have to know it all to say and to recognize that there's pain. We don't have to be angry that people are feeling pain because of injustice and because of unfair treatment that they're receiving in this world. It's not, it's not just about 
police brutality. Although it is a thread, but it's just about being able to sit at the same table, being offered to eat the same meal and to look at someone as their, your neighbor. So just like anything else that you want to be good at, that you have a desire, you have to practice it, right? If, if you want to be a marathon runner, you can't wake up one day and run 26.2 miles. Although, when I was training for my first marathon, that was almost how I did it. But here's some ways that we can prepare ourselves, that we can train to be an empathetic person because honestly that's needed so much in this world. It's needed at work. It's needed in your family. It's needed in your community. And having empathy is a key ingredient to becoming the best person that you can be. So here's ways that you can practice it. First of all, you can practice it by listening to someone rather than trying to talk to them. Like I said earlier, it's so easy for us to become defensive overhearing things. And I'm, I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter movement right now because we want to say, no, I brought myself up and from the bottom to I was poor. I was treated unjustly. I, I, I. Empathy is not about I. It's not about what you've been through. You will have your moment for someone else to tell you that they're sorry for what you're feeling and what you've been through as well and how proud they are of where you are considering. But with empathy, to be an empathetic listener, you have to listen. Another way is asking someone how they feel if you think that there's something wrong. Again, there's a vast majority of people who are feeling pain and anger and frustration. And again, they're feeling inadequate. So take the time. If you if you have a certain idea, if you are sitting on the fence if you're not if you're sitting on the good side of the fence reach out ask the people that you know who are hurting ask them how they feel and why another key factor of becoming an empathetic person is learning about people from different backgrounds and cultures. It's not always, you don't just have to ask the questions to the people who are in the middle of the fire. Pick up a book. There's tons of them out there that will help open your eyes. I've read many. I learned so much 
and learning is knowledge. And I, and I am a strong believer that we fear what we don't know. Think about it. If you don't know anything about healthcare and you're going in for brain surgery, how terrified would you be? Even with your, if you have a belief in a higher power, if you believe in God, even though there's faith that things will go well, the human part is to be afraid. And again, you're afraid because you don't know it. And oftentimes fear can turn into anger. And I believe that's that's kind of what we're going through in our country because so many people are afraid, the people who are not part of this movement. They don't understand. They're afraid of what that means for them. And then it becomes anger because they don't understand, but yet they keep seeing the same thing and they keep seeing the escalation of it. So I encourage you, take the time, pick up a book. If you, if you don't know where to start, get in touch with me. I have a whole list of them and I'll be happy to send you copies. Empathy, another way we can practice it, is by showing concern and care for others. We can also do it by paying attention to the needs of others. So we've gone from, I, I see that you're hurting, can you tell me why? The next step is, what do you need that I can provide for you? How can I help? And oftentimes, you don't have to ask to recognize the needs. But it's hard, especially if you feel like you're the one that's being villainized. Because you don't want, naturally, I feel, you don't want to help the people who are telling you that you are evil. At least that's what we're allowing in our heads, our minds, our heart. But really, even if we are told that, even if we are told that we are the evil person and we see that there's a need, does that mean that we should turn a blind eye to those needs? Is that what being human is about? Is that what being a good person is about? I, I did volunteer work in Haiti a few years ago and the white person in Haiti is a very frightening thing for people there. Um, and a lot of them do not like the white man. But it didn't stop me from going to church with these people. It didn't stop me from providing health care to these people. And there was a big ordeal one of the days that I was in Haiti where we had been there from bright and early in the morning 
and we had to close the clinic and people were just lined up massively lined up around the clinic waiting to be seen they get this opportunity once a year and they come from miles and miles and miles around they don't have hospitals like we do around every corner and the ability to get to them but we had to close we we were running low on supplies it was the end of the day and all of a sudden anger broke out these people became so outraged. They started yelling, they started fighting. But you know what? I went back the next day and I provided care with love and compassion for these people that were threatening me the day before. should go without being said, but it's part of the steps. One thing that you can do is get to know someone better instead of judging them. And that, that's a hard thing to do. We all have, we are all products of our environment. We, we are recorder and we adapt with what has been put inside of us from our experiences, our memories, our just environmental influences of who we've always been around, the people that we respect, the people that we look up to. Many times we adopt their ideas, their thoughts, their stories, the things that they have been through in their life. We see that as the potential of, of what we're going through, the potential of how other people can treat us because this person had been treated this way before. But try to minimize the judgment and try to get to know someone. And then that goes back to just listing. So here's a couple great quotes to keep in your back pocket when dealing with all of this that's going on that you don't understand and that I hope that you're trying to be empathetic towards. So one is, the purpose of human life is to serve and to show compassion and the will to help others. That's by Albert Schweitzer. And I am a Christian, but this is a quote that is true. There's a lot of teachings uh, from Buddha. He, he did not ever plan to be idolized as a god. He just wanted peace. But it's a great one. Resolve to be tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant with the weak and wrong. Sometime in your life, 
you will have been all of these. Think back to a time in your life that you were hurt by something someone did to you. If you're a female, I don't know if you've ever had the experience that people called you crazy because you felt so intensely about something that happened to you. But think back. Think back to a time that you were hurt by someone else. Hopefully you had someone that you could talk to. You had a shoulder to cry on. But what if during those times that you were hurt to your core that everyone told you that you just needed to get over it you didn't need to feel the way that you were feeling what they did to you it really wasn't that bad as I was talking in the, the last episode about being imperfect. I was bullied a lot of my years in school and it it caused so many issues with me into my adulthood that I carried with me and that I I expected think about it. I expected When I walked into a restaurant alone, the people were gonna look at me and they were gonna see me the way that those middle school girls saw me? Really? Middle school. Something that didn't happen throughout my entire life. Something that happened for several years of my life that was painful over and over and over again I carried with me into my adulthood and I expected the world to continue to see me and to treat me the same way that a group of middle school girls treated me now was I being fair to the people eating at a restaurant was I being fair to my community was I being fair to, to the college kids who were sitting at the Bears Den when I couldn't walk in to buy a drink because I was too afraid that they were going to see me, that they were going to judge me, that they were going to say the same horrible things that, that were said to me for those years? No. But it didn't minimize the fact that I felt such pain from what I experienced from a handful of people that I expected that the whole world was going to treat me that way. And during that time, I never had my friends or my family tell me it wasn't okay that I felt that way. It wasn't okay that I felt that pain and that fear. The fear of just words. The fear of judgment. We're not even taking it to a step of of not receiving the same benefits. Just the judgment alone. Instead, especially with my mom, I was just constantly reminded, you were beautiful. 
You're important. God loves you. He put you here because you're an important part to this world. Don't you think that we offer other people the same thing? Don't you think the people who are afraid because they've had more than a handful of people treat them a certain way, that they see other people going through horrific things that they feel like that they aren't valuable? Don't you think that they deserve a drop of that empathy? Even if you don't understand it? Because at some point, we have all needed compassion towards us. We have all needed forgiveness. We have all needed someone to just sit down and say, I understand. Or to sit down and say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand, but I'm here. How can I help you? Okay, last thing. I want you to take away and I want you to think some food for thought. What does empathy mean to you as a person? And I want you to think back, what are some ways that you can recount that you showed empathy towards other people? What was the catalyst for that? What, what was the causation? And what people do you know that display a lot of empathy towards others? And how do you see that they express that empathy? I want to leave you with a story that goes back to um, when I was working in a certain hospital years ago. And it's one that I, I think of all the time. But I was over a group of nurses in an ICU. And in, in the neuro ICU, it is not uncommon that younger people, I mean, really it can happen at all ages, but younger people would come in and they would have a was called subarachnoid hemorrhage, which really just meant that the vessel in, in their brain, it exploded. And now their brain's not getting the nutrients, the oxygen, the blood that it needs for you to be able to function. And I'm sure you know, if your brain doesn't function appropriately, your body doesn't function appropriately. And there's a lot of drastic measures and I think the latest statistics that only 50% of people who have a subarachnoid hemorrhage survive. In this modern day of medicine, 50% of people is a really low percentage. So there's, there's multiple interventions that are done for these patients, um, depending on the severity of it, which is it's an emergency regardless. And the interventions are very aggressive. And so again, I'm over all the nurses and I asked one nurse in particular who had a patient 
who was younger, in their 40s, who had a subarachnoid hemorrhage. And oftentimes these come, young people, from cocaine use and abuse. It's very, very common. And I asked this nurse, I said, hey, how is patient four doing? And the nurse looked at me and he goes, patient four is doing about the same, but you know, I don't really care because he did it to himself. You may think the same thing. You may think, hmm, you know what? The guy, the guy was hopped up on cocaine uh, and he suffered the consequence of it. You know, it is what it is, right? No. <laughs> that is, that's not the way it is. The way it is, is there is a person suffering, a person who had an addiction that we don't know what happened in his life to feel the need to be numb from reality. We don't know what his body goes through all the times that he tried to not do cocaine. We don't know. But what we do know is this person is injured and this person needs help so that they can have the best opportunity of survival, that they can have the best opportunity for quality of life if they make it through this. That's what everyone deserves. The best opportunity for quality of life. And if you have the ability to improve another person's quality, and I would even say, even if it means some sacrifice on your end, wouldn't it be worth it to help lift another person up, to help ease that pain? Have a great weekend. And I encourage you to just reach out, be empathetic, start with listening, start with asking how you can help. And if you're interested in any of the books that I was talking about earlier, feel free to hit me up. You can email me at 1st, so first with a 1, 1st, do no harm, dot podcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me on Twitter, First Do No Harm Podcast. You can get in touch with me through sending me messages on Instagram at First Do No Harm Podcast. And there's periods all in between. Just get in touch with me. Let's talk. And have a great weekend. And help someone else have a great weekend too.